Hello, my name is Kwame Asante, and I am the producer of GCRL Sincerely Accra and the Boga Podcast. Do you have a podcast idea and are not sure what to do? If this sounds like you, then head over to listen to gcrl.com forward slash labs to submit your idea. Selected ideas will go through GCR Labs training program and further developed into exciting podcast shows. GCR Labs, giving everyone a voice. Kwame, like it's either you want me to sound natural or you want me to sound a beat. Ghana, the very first thing to consider is how you're going to make the sh money, okay? Because you gotta eat, okay? Wache isn't free, papaya isn't free, uh, sand, sand, what's the, the restaurant cry called? Twist is not free, they'll bounce you if you don't have money. If you don't know, let me tell you, okay? There are lots of opportunities to work in Ghana, but that doesn't mean that there are lots of opportunities to get paid there's a difference let me tell you about the time an ex-co-worker referred me to his clients because they needed some copy editing work um i spoke to the lady and realized she's one of the main organizers um, when it came to those like um year of return activities and stuff she herself is also um well off she's actually quite um affluent so even though she didn't live in Ghana, I decided to take the job because she sounded professional and was going to pay me in dollars through PayPal. So I was like, you know what? Forex, dear, yenji, you get. Um, we concluded everything and I did the work. Guys, ask me if one single cobble has entered my account from that lady. People that work for Exposure Safe, they get uh, Twitter shout outs. Me, I got zilch, okay, for that supposed work opportunity. So, right now, when it comes to freelancing and consulting in Ghana, are we coming or we are going? Before we discuss, hats off to my DJ, Kwame Asante. <laughs> He's going to kill me for saying that. And my personal assistants, uh, Cyril and Donald from GCR, for making this shit the hot shit that it is. Let's go. Why would you say that? Apology for the busy money. Baby girl, I love you when you do my body. When you put it on me, you didn't make that coming I didn't come in, so I'm coming to you You want me to make a promise If you're in love, you're gonna need Make me on my place, so don't make me come in Walk around, make me come in Won't be on my time, be your vibe Make we go now Hop in my ride, watch by the mirror You know the vibes Maybe you know, you know You be the one way that I'm going So baby girl, I ain't trying to Yeah, 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 yeah
um we are in the discussion segment malika can you get off your phone is i'm that, always on my phone is that, is, no, but, but why can you explain can you explain to the audience instagram has pretty people <laughs> do you know what i can't argue with that actually like what where do we go from here like yes i too like to look at ass on insta so you know what never mind i even said anything <laughs> all right guys as you can tell malika is here hey, hey. <laughs> and we have a guest um let it be known that this season we've had men on our podcast okay <laughs> nobody should come and tell me bullshit every day now o'connor is a raging feminist o'connor is a yes i am a raging fucking feminist but i also like dick sometimes so hence why we have we have sometimes men. she says Some, sometimes sometimes yes yeah. um so yeah come on say hi <laughs> hi <laughs> Come on. Oh, Jesus, your intros, Co- man. Hey, like, flex, flex. Don't, yeah. don't, don't challenge like, my intros. One, one, you know, one like, in pound. One no, in pound. No, hats off to you guys, man. Thanks, yeah, thanks. You guys are doing Come a good on. job. I have a question for you. I have a question. Yeah, I'm listening. For you. Uh, Melika already asked the question earlier on. The come on, what is it? Charlie. <laughs> Let us know. Charlie, you, mm. it was a la como. And it became Kumo, mm. but like... Is it because, is it because you're, it's because you're Charlie, rowdy? all my men from Accra, they know, eh? University of Ghana, they know. They I mean, know. the rowdiness is part... I feel I'm, like we, I'm need to, really we need to go and find his, his schoolmates. Yeah, if you find my schoolmates. Guys, if you're, if, See if, if, you're listening, if you're listening to this and you went to school with... Why are you mentioning my government? Just like, like that. Like Just, like that. Just like that. Just like that. Yo, Kwame Asante cut this shit out. I got your back. <laughs> nah. You fucking lie. You but yeah, the thing people who know me as Komodo even know my government name. That's but if, yeah, if, if you, you went know, to Accra, if, if you went to Accra, I beg you come and DM us and explain to us why he is called Kumu. I want to know. We want to know. The audience, the audience wants to hear. But anyways, <laughs> let's move on. Um, so yeah, freelancing. So Kumu, can you tell? Can you tell us what you do? Well, I know what you do, but can you tell the audience? Yeah, so I'm a software developer. He's a tech bro. Um, he's a tech bro. Oh, shit. He's a, he's a, that's it. <laughs> I'm specifically an Oracle he's a, developer. He's a tech bro. That's um, all you need to know. And I'm freelance. At least he baths. So we take it like that. Wow. You, don't, you know that tech bros don't like to bath. But you go. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to reject that. But, <laughs> <laughs> okay. but yeah, um, I'm freelance currently. Yeah, that's okay. what I do. So like, yeah. how's, how's that going for you? <laughs> Is it going? <laughs> It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I see it's hard. It's Guys, hard. this it's is, this is hard, a, a rare occasion where you hear a gun man saying that something is hard. Gun men don't ever admit difficulty in anything. Everything is buga buga takashi. I mean, I mean, there's the buga buga shit, but right. it is hard. It is hard. Right. Um, what do you think? What, what, what aspects of it makes it hard for you in particular? <laughs> for me, I think that... Um, I don't necessarily say there's an aspect that makes it hard because um, I, I think that I'm very lucky because I was in a corporate space for close to seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had a boss that practically mentored me throughout my whole career mm-hmm. and was also instrumental in building like a network for me um, to land onto freelancing. Mm-hmm. So freelancing wasn't that much of a choice. I ha- It wasn't... It wasn't an intentional thing, let me put it that right. way. Um, I was working for a company and because I was in tech, we were seeing the numbers and the numbers weren't making sense. So right. me and my boss realized that now nah, this shit is going to go down very okay. soon. So we had to bounce. Okay. So. And we did. Right. 
but prior to if, that if you hadn't bounced you'd be in some, in some warm right now eh? yeah, if I, <laughs> yeah if you hadn't bounced but that company they'll be looking for us right wow. now and they did come to look for us but wow. at that time i mean I'd, we had resigned so right. we had enough grounds to like stay away right um but whilst in corporate i we had we had essentially built a whole network because my my boss has a great big network and whenever he was doing stuff he would always reassign me to them and i started from then so even before i left i had six seven companies that i was consulting for so when i left that was like the next thing to do yeah i mean i have autonomy now life is fucking good right I'm not about to bounce myself into I say, another. I was gonna say, I was gonna say you have the freedom to go and visit your plenty girlfriends, but then I realized that you live in you live in Central Region, so yeah. <laughs> we are not going to talk about that, but yeah. Um, I actually have the autonomy, so why don't I do this? Because yeah, give myself some time before I try to get back into like active corporate work again. Yeah, so this is where I find myself now. Yeah. Malika, would you would you ever is freelancing something that you've ever thought about doing? I know um, you, I know you have a business, but I think that's a little bit different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um is freelancing uh, something you've ever considered? I did at a point when mm. I was really more focused on marketing. Um because mm. that is actually what my degree is in, by right. the way, guys. Um but coming to Ghana Charlie, I need money. And right. I feel like not everyone's going to be like this young man to my left, you know, who yeah. had a, <laughs> had a bo- like, this is some, some, some American dream shit. Right. Had wow. a boss that was mentoring <laughs> me yeah. and prepping yeah. me. Yeah. You had not all the connections be. lined up, mm. but for some, they're not getting it like that. Yeah, and I don't want to be part of that sum. Yeah. yeah. So, Cause I'm, not, Cause I'm not gonna lie, like, cause for me, um, I am essentially a freelancer because um, I am, in terms of like my teaching career, mm. because I like I do like a million things at the same time because Charlie, life is hard. But um, in terms of teaching, I am a private tutor and an education consultant um, for people that are trying to homeschool. So I'm essentially freelance, and it is hard because especially moving to a country where you don't have the connections and i'm not the most social person so i'm not really about to even before covid i'm not really about to like roll up at every single like event and try and make friends and all these kind of stuff and then men are trying to get in into your pants and i would let them but they don't have enough money so then it's just like <coughs> where do we here? go from here do you guess <laughs> like it's just stress. It's stress and so i feel like <laughs> There's there's a lot more uh, there's a lot more money making opportunities out there that I'm not getting because I just don't have the leverage and the networking and there's probably somewhere so, someone somewhere who has less skills than I do who is getting the jobs because they just have the connections and True. that's a real thing um, in this Ghana here so I'm not quite sure whether I would ever advise anybody moving to Ghana to do freelance yeah I wouldn't. As I said earlier, mm. I, bro, I was lucky, man. I always say this, like, mm. when we have, like, conversations mm. about, I always tell you that, like, but I look back, I'm like, I'm lucky because yeah. a lot of the companies I work with, I consult with now, I clearly didn't have that much to do with networking with them. A mm. lot of the networking was done with my boss. Right. And I was mainly just the face because yeah. when we were in corporate, it would be like, hey, there's this company that wants this. Mm. I want you to leave the office, I'll hold things back right. and then you do it. 
and it was more like when I'm in the zone, so I'm in the zone. So yeah. it's like you sort of establish a rapport with the people, and now they are not calling your boss again; they are calling you. Right. So essentially, become like yeah. the face of helping them to do other mm. things. So me generally, but I think that <laughs> me, I was just lucky. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Do you guys lie. know of any like freelance horror stories of like somebody moving to Ghana mm. as a freelancer and like? things just went really horribly bad for them. Or even somebody that lives in Ghana. Well, I mean, as a freelancer, there are a lot of horror stories. I feel like there's, there's <laughs> horror stories everywhere. Like, everybody stories. has there's their own horror stories. always the horror stories. Um, for me personally, like, I, I treasure friendship bonds and mm. not even family bonds. Right. Because, like, even in my experience, there are people that I work for that I didn't essentially take money, but... So I have like some law clients that mm. owe me some number of cases. Right. It's weird. Like right. I'll work for you. I'll tell you, don't pay me. But I, if I get I'll just call on you when I have a case. Do you know how <laughs> wayward you have to be in life <laughs> to to book a lawyer in advance? Do you know but, how fucking <laughs> but here's the thing, wayward like, you gotta be? When when you navigate these spaces, you realize that it's not always about money. Like sometimes they are like I, I have some clients that I literally go to and work for, but I don't take anything. But I go take TNT. I'm like, no, I'm cool. Right. Three, four, five times I don't take TNTs. I don't charge them right. because it's a minor issue. And I was just doing my rounds and I decided to pass do think, by. Do you think that that's something that people should be ready to do? Or do you, do you think that's just something that's just like, uh, um, you, you know, unique to you, something that you've decided for yourself? Or do you think people should be ready or should be prepared to perhaps sometimes be like, okay, cool, if you're not going to pay me money, mm-hmm. then we're going to have to sort it out some other way because for me personally i'm really bad with these uh negotiation things like if you're not paying me money i don't yeah. want it kind yeah. of thing but do you think that we need to be a little bit more open and kind of be like okay cool you can't pay me money but you can do xyz for me it's it's i think that it's your question like it's it's both ways it's mm. it also depends on how you want to navigate it um for me i've realized that sometimes a lot of things depends people treasure like relationships in this game that's what i've realized so um i have so i basically have four lawyer clients now and Mm. the three of those lawyer clients i met to one lawyer client who i essentially fixed everything for and asked me how much I was going to tell him. I was like, he should tell me how much he wants to pay. And he said, he hey. doesn't know. And I'm like, okay, cool. So here's what I'm going to do. Draft the documents. I guess I'll need you. The reason why I'm saying that I'll need you is that I'm gone. <laughs> There's definitely going to be some land dispute somewhere. Wow. And yeah, that's something I'm aware of. Okay. And when that happens, I should be ready to have good lawyers. You guys, when, so, I, when, I'm, when, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm slandering my gun partner on the TLA, nobody should come and tell me <laughs> because the gun person so, has come here and said it to himself. So, so for me, it's it's just about leverage and like like back to what I said. I'm not taking money from those clients mm-hmm. so much because I don't also want you to see me as that person who always comes in for money because it's kind of tricky you can do these things and and the accountant can see you as that kind of guy who always comes in for money like hey if you have come and i get it it can be cool like yeah you are come to take your money and go right but then i've seen that the advantage of that is if there's a major issue that i go and sort out i can literally quote some price for them and they are not taking it back right because most of the time they are like this guy comes here 
doesn't really bother himself to take money. And that's also depending on the volume of job I've done. I'll actually list it out. So it's, it, I don't know, you have to know how to like navigate and know how to run pro bono stuff and right. when you need to take your money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it depends on um, what your aim is and what's important to you. This, mm. you here, madam. What's that? What's that? You, you want the money? Yeah. Of, of course I exactly. want. I need Therefore, my nails done, bitch. What are you talking about? I don't see her being this pro bono type. However, I know that, yes, sometimes, especially in Ghana, mm. the connections are more important than the money at mm. times, mm-hmm. especially when you're new in the game. So mm-hmm. you need to be willing to do things that you don't want to do, lose money that you don't want to lose, just to know that maybe right. this person owes you a favor right. or this person now she's yet somebody that, okay, not just money, they want to help me. Right. Really, I don't. I'm just prepping right. you like a Christmas chicken. <laughs> Turkey. Or, yeah, yeah, you get what I'm trying to say. Do you get what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Right. I also think that probably is the kind of freelancing consultation you do. Mm. So like probably for like marketing people or stuff, maybe depending on the volumes that are coming in. Yeah. I don't only deal with physical clients. So like there are other online freelance websites that I apply for. There's Upwork, there's Codelin, once in a while you get some contracts for like six months for a big project and also like back to what i just said sometimes you can do one project and you and you get a huge chunk of money that can like right. <laughs> yeah that can like take me out I, I've, I've said it i've said it like me, I'm, I'm i'm learning to code this weekend if by monday i don't know how to code <laughs> come and beat me uh, you really. actually can't do it honestly anybody can't do Please, it me, my, um, my, my head dies yeah so there, those nuances sort of help you like you you don't really chase for it's good that you chase for those things but you can one one month you are down the next month you have a big contract right. that's bringing you a lot of money right. that can like sort you out for maybe six months okay or right. like calm down you know you get yeah. it. So it, this it, boy yeah, this boy will come and be all like side talks all of money amounts and i'm like hey you know that you know that meme where where i don't know whether it's a fox or it's a dog or whatever it's just literally just sitting there like squeezed up on the chair just looking but like, why should those amount like, scare the, you the, though the, 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 shop, <laughs> the big big money that you are saying please we don't uh, see that kind of money in this bio, me bre, me bre, i don't want anybody wow. to come like yeah wow, no, be be <laughs> be the taxes are killing he doesn't, me he doesn't want bre. his girlfriend to come and start collecting more more allowance so yeah he's she, giving disclaimer she knows that currently you, me bre. you, you dare explain <laughs> You dare explain. Because you know contracts come. Resist the urge to shalai, okay? <laughs> Bye. So, essentially, what we're saying right here, guys, if you're from that diaspora, even if you are in Ghana and you're considering moving here, freelancing, first of all, if you have another option, <laughs> bitch, take that other option. Like, if you have the option to, you know, be in a corporate job or something like that, please do that because I feel like uh, a salary is better than nothing. Unless you're a transfer baby. So, that's yeah. even better of course <laughs> like that's the ideal but yeah but also if your daddy has a company or your uncle b has a company that you can come and you can do a nine to five in honestly better take that and if you must freelance as como has said like one thing to consider is that of course your network is also very very important so sometimes you've got to you know work for exposure i mean that word when i hear it's cried and i bore i hate the word exposure no, so much but you know <laughs> I think the, but that, that's essentially what you said because you're saying that sometimes you have to I work still, with people. I, I still take something. Yeah, but okay, I still that is something that, in return. That's how I call all of it. Like okay, I, 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 I refer to it as in work for exposure in terms of 
I'm not getting physical cash for it. Do you know wow. what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm working for something else um, less tangible, if that okay. makes any sense. Yeah. So you know, for a network or anything like that, and yeah, I would also say that like the money that you get, please don't come and be splurging, because as you've heard. Oh. As you've heard, spend it, spend it. Wow, you, know you are here come. bleeding. You're telling somebody, come, 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 come. You're saying, right, please, guys, <laughs> don't listen to Komo, save some of the oh. money because a band critical. There's no job seekers allowance in Ghana, okay? <laughs> Let me just tell you that. <laughs> All right, guys, <laughs> let's move to the next segment. <laughs> your girl Connery aka Bogaba and this is just to let you guys know that we're going on our summer break we will be back soon but in the meantime follow us on twitter at the Bogapod just to see everything that we are still going to be up to and everything that we're up to at GCR toodles unchanging ways we're sleeping in our graves we're making the mistakes i'm drinking the tears of all your memories we're loving the wrong things we're breaking the old Hey guys, so we're here with another platform to say, and actually, this is another one um, that I was discussing with my mother, so it's not really from social media like that, but um, it turns out, so I was speaking to my mom, and Angela Merkel, um, who is the Prime Minister in Germany, still has, you know, my fellow German buggers on lockdown. Angela Merkel says that until everybody has gone and collected the pannier, nobody's going any fucking way okay if the country is still on well not full lockdown office people are going to work but like um restaurants and things are still closed and that type of thing and so my mom was telling me about how a lot of her mates who you know are bloggers that have been in in that broad for you know 20 30 years are literally having to you know opt for going to do like cleaning jobs and things because you know they're struggling like they're in a place where they're unable to go to work because a lot of them work in the service industry or in hospitality um and so they're having to go back to cleaning and so i just wanted to discuss um i think this is a little bit of a more serious topic but yeah than what we usually do on platforms the same but i just wanted to ask you guys how you think it would feel like essentially you know being abroad for 20 30 years you feel like you have finally settled into like a routine um you've got a job that you somewhat enjoy the racism is bearable uh, you're getting <laughs> because we all know that it's there um but now all of a sudden you have to go back to cleaning which is what you did when you first arrived and you didn't have any other choice like how how do you all think that feels like how how would you all feel in that position malika i'd feel like if i'd been there for 20 30 years i'd be looking to go back to ghana right if I'm being honest, because right. at that point you should have, you could have saved right. quite a bit to start yeah. something. 
Well, to be fair, some of these people have houses back here and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's also very hard for them to just literally pick up their stuff and leave because, as we've said, it has been 30 years. Like, yeah. they're used to that. And you know how, like, um, boomer, boomer buggers are, hey, Ghana for you. Oh, you can't do that in that way today. And hey, why are Ghanaian people like this? Like, everything they have to complain. Like, they love Ghana, but they're always complaining about something. So I think it's also, like, really hard for them. Como, how, how? Because you, I know that you, that which day, you and Abuja don't have any business yeah, together. Actually. I told you that so far as my so, parents so, are so alive, you, I'm not so going. So if some like, Obroni girl comes right now and says, oh, I like your fine girl, but I want the to fact, marry The fact that I have to work and send money back home is stress, man. Right. Like, if my parents were not alive, I don't, I don't owe anybody. Like, my sisters are all married. Right. I'm, I, don't, I don't owe them anything, just right. some small favors. Right. Yeah, so far as I don't have that responsibility, I'm going to move. Right. But so far as I have to look back, call my parents, talk to them, all of that. Okay. Nah. So imagine, imagine that you did move. So imagine uh-huh. that you were, I don't know, I know it sounds really morbid, but you're an orphan and you've, you moved to the, to the butchery and then you've been there for like 30, 35 years now and COVID has hit and now all of a sudden, like you've gotten yourself a comfortable life and now all of a sudden you have to go back to doing cleaning. Bro, I feel like a fucking failure, man. It's it's going to to take a hard toll on me. I'll probably just move back home, honestly, because I don't know. It's just like you being on top of your glory and like right now, yeah, in the gutter. Like, bruh, like, uh, I feel like boomer, boomer buggers also very much care about what people think. So like, even you know, telling people at home that, oh, I'm going to work and then they'll ask you, but I thought you were in lockdown and you have to explain that, oh no, I've gone to get some two hours cleaning job B. Like that must be, I, I don't know, like, cause my mom is of the opinion that you do anything for survival. Of okay? course. You do anything. But for me personally, and I think obviously it's the privilege of me being a millennial and like, I really don't like suffering. Like I wasn't made, I, I was not like, no, I came for enjoyment. Okay, I'm pretty. I didn't come to suffer, okay? Um, But for her, so me, for me, it would be really, really hard. As Komo is saying, like, I would feel really, really, I would feel like I'm regressing. And that's just a really hard thing to kind of, like, navigate. And I'm just wondering how, you know, as I said, boomer buggers are dealing with it. Especially if you get, like, an an obnoxious boss or somebody just... Oh, that's what the bosses, like, all of them are obnoxious in the like, So they're all white. So <laughs> what else? So <laughs> hey, you ask yourself, you ask ah, intimate pan mini. Right. Like, you know. Yeah. I guess, I guess yeah, like Charlie, you just need to move back, man. It's a hard pill to swallow, but Charlie. twenty years with all that money wow. that you can melt yeah. and have like huge foreign exchanges like yeah to be fair one, one pound is eight eight cities now so if you're ever exactly. gonna if you're ever gonna move back that's this is the time yeah. this is the time nanado has spoiled the city so if you want to come back this is the time <laughs> that is heartbreaking yeah yeah, look, like look, five, five k pound is like forty thousand. Because remember when I moved, lot. which is about three years ago, one um one pound was five point nine, and in, in a that little, was even high. It, that was even high. So I was even happy. Like when I moved, I was like, oh my god, yes, you it know, won't be that hard. Exactly, it's never going to be this high again. That's what I was thinking. Only for so, it to so jump. So you thought, to, you know, only for it to jump to eight cities in a matter of three years. That's mad. <laughs> I think if I ever see ten, I don't know what I would do. It's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. I know can't send panapesa. 
Anyways, <laughs> we digress. So yeah, you know, um, boomer buggers, if any of you are listening or, you know, if you have a boomer bugger that lives in the abroad, maybe your mother, your uncle, your auntie or someone, tell them to come home, please. Because the abortion is not all that, okay? They should come. We'll take care of them. Not me personally, because I'll be out there enjoying my life. But yeah, somebody will take care of them when they come home. Tell them to come. But um, yeah, guys, as usual, there'll be a poll. Head over to The Bugger Pod um, on Twitter and let us know what you would do if you were in that position. I want to thank GCR and our amazing producer, Kwame Asante, um, for making all of this so amazing. And you will hear from us soon. Bye.
This has been a Gold Coast Report production.